JT Smith of the TFON Podcast. We have a big game this week, so we have a big guest. We got Sammy Jacobs from the Hoosier Huddle. The Bearcats play the Indiana Hoosiers on Saturday. It's going to be their first real test, and we got somebody that's going to give us some good knowledge for Bearcat Nation for Saturday. So, Sammy, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I can't wait for Saturday. It's uh, another top uh, 20 opponent uh, Indiana has faced this season uh, with the opener against Iowa. And I know Hoosier Nation is, is hoping for a better performance uh, against the Bearcats than they did uh, against the Hawkeyes. Yeah, man, the Hawkeyes won. You know, the Big Ten does a special thing where they got that uh, that first game against, you know, conference game. That's, that's tough, man. That is yeah. tough. Yeah, we, I think the two that IU has had has been Ohio State and and at Iowa. So <laughs> yeah. those, those are two tough ones. Yeah, like yes, yeah, so that's not a gift right there at all. Um, so do do you think um, just to get into it? Do you think um, I know you guys are on the wrong side of it, of course, but do you think that's prepared you guys for the rest of the season um, just to kind of get the ball rolling? Yeah, I think it, it was a big wake-up call. IU came up in, in into the season, uh, ranked 17th in the nation. Uh, a, a lot of hype surrounding the program for the first time in, in a very long time, uh, coming off a six and two year, and it was kind of a wake-up call and to to show what they have to work on. And you know, Michael Penix is is a fantastic quarterback coming off a, a knee surgery, which. I think he's nine months removed. It was Thanksgiving weekend last year uh, and things like that. So it's, it was a tough loss, but you know, you just hope that, um, that the team could, could build off of it and, and learn from that experience. Uh, Penix coming off of that knee injury um, nine months ago. That's amazing. Um, but do you think from what you saw, do you feel like his growth from game one to game two was a lot, a lot better? I know the competition wasn't as good last week, but still, do you feel like he played a much cleaner game, you know, in the second game? Yeah, you know, it's hard to tell from stats because I think he was like 11 of 16 for 68 yards. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, as I said on our podcast earlier this week, it's hard to throw a 50-yard pass when you're starting at the opponent's 20-yard line. <laughs> so, you know, the the two touchdown throws he had uh, were good throws. The, the first one was a, a terrific throw into traffic um, and, and the receiver made a nice catch. He looked a lot more comfortable and mm-hmm. um, you know, he, I think he's starting to trust his knee a little bit more and things like that. And then you had Jack Tuttle come in uh, late in the game uh, and he looked good. And, and, you know, I has got two, two good quarterbacks. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how, how much more comfortable uh, Michael Penix looks out there. I, I know, you know, Cincinnati has a very good defense uh, as well, and it's not going to make things more comfortable. It's more of, hey, you're you're out there and you're on that knee for the third time. That's the kind of comfort uh, I'm, I'm talking about um, with, with Penix. He's going to be under pressure all, all day on Saturday too, it seems. So we'll see. Okay. Um, do you got? Do you think, like, besides, you know, Penix is – Everybody knows Penix. Everybody knows Ty uh, Freifogel. Um, 
do you I know I'm looking forward to the the sauce you know fire fogo match because he hasn't really got any you know sauce only doesn't get any you know challenged by anybody really lately um I know that's going to be somebody I don't think Penix will shy away from taking a chance if it's if it's there um what is a matchup that you're looking forward to seeing and where do you think that you know Indiana has you know um maybe a slight advantage or multiple advantages at on offense and defense. Well, I guess we'll go offense first um, against the Bearcats possibly. You know, the matchup that we're looking at um, as a site was, was Penix against the, the Bearcat defense. Um, you know, I, I, it's a very evenly matched, um, you know, strength against strength. Indiana's wide receivers are the strength of their offense. Yeah. Uh, and Cincinnati is a very, very good secondary uh, and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who, if sauce is on Fry Fogel, do they go with, you know, do they target DJ Matthews more? Um, you have, t- I think where IU can take advantage a little bit is, is in the tight end game mm. with Peyton Hendershot and AJ Barner. Uh, Barner is a, a kid out of Ohio as well. Um, he, he had a, I think it was a 77 yard touchdown uh, catch, catch a run uh, late in the game against Idaho. He's got an NFL body. Uh, and is probably an NFL talent. And Hendershot uh, set uh, two years ago set the IU record for most receptions in a year and and most uh, receiving yards in a year. And he's very capable. But they haven't gotten them the ball all that much. Hendershot didn't get a target or had one target uh, last week, and, and AJ Barner just had the one catch. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if they use that tight end game. Uh, Stephen Carr got the running back. You know, he hasn't been involved in the passing game as well. That's, you know, that's where I think Indiana can take advantage is if Cincinnati, you know, play takes out the wide receiver game, can Indiana use those tight ends of running backs uh, to their to their advantage uh, against an aggressive defense? Do you think that the Indiana offensive line um, can hold up against the, the, the Bearcats front? from what you've seen this so far this year? It's going to be tough. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's not like there's there's a, um, there's never been an offense where you say, oh, you know, this isn't like the worst offensive line in the history of football where yeah. you go, oh, no, this is something new. Yeah. You know, there's offensive schemes to, to cover, try and cover that up. And IU just hasn't shown that this year. Mm. So, you know, it, it's – I don't know if they're, you know, you, you tend to think, oh, they were hiding it at, at Idaho, but didn't go, what, you know, what were they doing in, at Iowa and things like that. Um, but, you know, Indiana's offensive line, I think, averages 6'5 and 320 pounds. Wow. So it's not like a size thing. This is the yeah. biggest offensive line across the line. Um, and if you're at the game, uh, JT, you know, look out for number 77 on IU's offensive line, Caleb Jones. He is the most massive human. He makes other big offensive linemen look tiny. That's um, crazy. So, 77. I'm about to mark that down now. Yeah, he, he's a gigantic <laughs> human being. Um, so it's not like the size. And, you know, they've got some NFL talent. It, it's either a scheme thing. But they're going to have their work cut out for them. They might have to, you know, keep a running back or a, a, a tight end and pass protection to let guys get open. But, you know, there's ways around a, 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 an aggressive defense, too. you you got to yeah. run some screens, some slants, um, maybe a few draws. But the, IU will have their, their work cut out for them 
uh, on the offensive line because Cincinnati's defense is very, very good. Oh, we'll get to the defensive side of the ball um, for IU. You guys, I mean, I've watched IU for a long time. You guys are real. I mean, from what I've seen, you've always been real physical, um, at least lately, like the last four or five years. Um, what What do you think? Because I feel like that's kind of like been like a strength of the program lately, like quiet is kept on the rise of IU, especially like the last few years. Um, how do you think they'll match up with the, um, the Bearcats offense? And like what um, what matchup are you looking at to be kind of the key um, or X factor in the game to you know whether it be the linebackers against Jerome Ford, um, you know, the linebackers against the tight ends or the outside or it's just kind of the up front, you know, the, the, the big uglies, you know, the offensive line versus the defensive line. I think it's the line you said it, the linebackers and that I used hybrid linebacker safety position, which they, they call the Husky against those tight ends. Um, it, it's the tight end position. Um, I use had trouble defending them in the past uh, in the, the four, two, five defense either, you know, they should have enough talent there to, to, to be a decent matchup, but for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. And you go back to like 2018 uh, when when these guys were freshmen and uh, underclassmen, they got torched by Iowa's, I think it was Noah Fant and um, Hawkinson, right? a, Yeah, Hawkinson yeah, just yeah. tore them up. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, that's always been a, a, a big fear and a big matchup to watch. But, you know, Mike McFadden's a really good linebacker uh, against the run, uh, and he's a heat-seeking missile as well. Cam Jones is an athletic dude at, at, at linebacker. And then, but that Husky position with, with Marcelino, McCrary, Ball, um, and Bryant Fitzgerald, they should be athletic enough to run downfield and, and cover a tight end. But for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be – the Bearcats have two very, very good tight ends. So that's going to be very interesting. So I would that's going to be a key matchup, I think. Just like you said, because they got two pro Wiley for sure. And then, I mean, uh, Lenny Taylor is definitely, I think, is a, is a sneaky pro myself um, to what I think. Um, but uh, if, yeah, your linebackers are going to probably be in a tough position all day. If, if they, you know, if they cover, then then you got to be in a good position. But if not, it can get, it could be very interesting, I think. Um, but let's see, let's go. Let's make it light. That's serious stuff. Linebackers, um, it's key on both sides, I think. Um, but um, what, do you, what do you think will be, I guess, on both sides? You talked about offense and defense. Do you feel that Indiana can pull this game out just be on, from, your, like, um, from being a person that covers this team on a daily basis? Or do you feel like Cincinnati is going to overmatch them? Like, what's your honest opinion on that? If IU could play up to – they'll go as far as, as the offense takes them. And if Michael Penix plays like Michael Penix has, has played in the past, like his 495-yard game against Ohio State, um, you know, games against Michigan last year as well, IU will be right in it. He's fearless. Uh, he played fearless in those games. Uh, he, he could sling the ball – all over the field and things like that. But then he turns around and he have games, you know, the game before the game that he tore his ACL against Maryland 
he did not play well. Mm. Uh, and against Iowa, he did not play well. Um, he got better against Idaho. But when he does not play well, it's pick sixes mm. and, and a lot of them. And it's not, you know, it's it's not throwing. He throws it high when he's uncomfortable. Okay. And, and that leads to, I mean, probably the worst thing that ha- – the, the best thing that could happen on a high throw is an incompletion. Yeah. Um, but they either lead to tip passes uh, off the receiver's hands uh, that go for interceptions, or you know you just overthrow the receiver and it gets picked off and things like that. So Indiana is going to have to come out. It's a sold out game. Um, it, it's Indiana's first like non Ohio State sellout <laughs> forever. Um, so I think since like 2010. Oh, so wow. it's it's going to be if Indiana can. Keep it, you know, stay in the game, score early, uh, and make it a good game and fun game to watch. The fans will stay and stay engaged. If Cincinnati jumps out like Iowa did, um, people are going to leave. And, you know, Cincinnati might end up rolling. Uh, I picked Cincinnati to win on my podcast. Um, I I forgot the score off the top of my head, but it was like 28-21 or something like that. I thought it would be a, you know, a defensive battle. Um you know, Ritter's a really good quarterback as well. Uh, Jerome uh, and Ford's a, a really good running back. Yeah. Um, so it, it might be a higher scoring game. Yeah, but I think that, you know, the, they're two unfamiliar teams. They haven't played in, in 20 years, believe yeah. it or not, at Eho being whatever, an hour and a half, two hours down the road. Um, so there, there might be some feeling each other out and, and things like that. But um, I, I really hope for for college football fans in Indiana and in in Ohio as well. I just really hope for a good game and like an entertaining game because both of these programs, especially Cincinnati moving the Big 12, um, you know, down the road here shortly, you know, building that fan base and and building both fan bases. um, You know, this could be a series where, you know, they they play again next year uh, in Cincinnati um, that, that maybe you start a little rivalry with, uh, yeah. you know, it's like a local uh, sort of local rivalry and things like that. So I, I just hope for a great game. That, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, I hope, hope so too. I hope you see wins, but, but I'm hoping for a great game too. But it, what, what's cool about um, just not, not thinking about the game per se, but it was cool about you seeing Indiana right now to me is there's a lot of kids on both sides that had Indiana and you see in their top three, top five, you know, within the last couple of years. So that's going to be kind of cool to see. I know it's probably a lot of kids that you probably might have reached out to and talked to um, during their recruiting process, and they might have chose UC and vice versa. It's a few kids that I know that I probably had interviews with and stuff like that that went to Indiana. So that's pretty cool. Um, do you think um, – do you feel like the coaches and the players kind of looking at UC – I know they're ranked in the top ten, but because they're – the familiarity of a lot of the kids that are on both sides. Do you think that's kind of adding to this game? You think from just from what you're seeing? I think so. I forgot who said it. If it was either Coach Fickle or Coach Allen, but they said they've recruited a lot of couple, you know, a lot of the same guys, and that's yeah. kind of fueled the rivalry a little bit too. Um, and maybe that's more on the coaches' side um, yeah. recruiting against each other than than the kids. Um, you know, because. The programs are basically, you know, it's no insult to say, hey, Indiana, you picked Indiana over UC or UC over Indiana. Yeah. I wouldn't see it that way. 
But, you know, the coaches are, are competing against and you never hold a decision like that against a kid. Uh, anyway, if you do, you're just I'm, you're just a, a terrible human. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. And, the you know, there it, it's a proximity thing to it. You know, I not sure how many UC fans are going to go, but I expect quite a few might not yeah. be as much as as Ohio State, but it's an easy drive over to Bloomington, especially if the weather's good. Yeah. Um, so I expect a, a solid um, Cincinnati turnout as well. So yeah. it, it should be a fun day. Festive day. Definitely. Definitely. Is the weather supposed to be, I haven't checked. Is the weather supposed to be good on Saturday? I think so. It's supposed to be hot. I yeah. Know that. Last couple um, of weeks have been burning up. Then it gets yeah, real cool. That, yeah. They're real cool. Hot. It's, yeah. It's not good for the old sinuses. For sure, man. Your sinuses have been going crazy as well. Yeah. Plus I, I work in an elementary school and there's all sorts <laughs> of stuff going around. Uh, 87 with like a 20 percent chance of rain so okay. it's pretty pretty solid yeah it should be a pretty solid day so it's gonna be hopefully everybody's hydrated that's gonna be one of those days yeah I, oh i do want to add where i do think indiana might have the advantage i haven't watched all that much cincinnati okay uh, but i saw that your field goal kicker was over one on field goals indiana had their best special teams performance in probably four decades last week okay. um you know they blocked a punt for a touchdown they blocked another punt um, that set them up inside the 20. Uh, they had two long kickoff returns, and they had a punt return for a touchdown. Nice. Um, IU hasn't returned a kickoff for a touchdown since 2012. Wow. Um, and that was their first punt return touchdown since 2018, and the first time they scored two special teams touchdowns since 1969. Nice. So I think that might be – again, I haven't watched Cincinnati all that much, yeah. um, but that might be where – IU could take advantage a little bit of, and our, our field goal kicker, um, our field goal kicker's really uh, good. He had 50 or three 50 yard field goals or longer last year, set the outback bowl record for, for longest field goal uh, and things like that. So now watch him go like two for four. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's how it goes though, man. That's I how it goes. On it. But yeah. I, I think that's an area where Indiana could take advantage of, you know, setting the offense up uh, against yeah. a real tough defense. Hmm, that's something to look at. Look at, I was going to ask about special teams because you see he has a new punter, but he's been punting very well. Um, the coverage has been good. It's just, but our kicker, he missed one. Cole Smith missed one last week, I want to say. And he kicked, he kicked two. Yeah, I got two penalties for kicking the ball out of bounds on kickoff. So um, in the second half, they um, went with another kicker that didn't that uh, kick the rest of the game. So that's going to be something to look forward to, to look at um, during the game. I don't know if he's going to get his kickoff duties back or not. I know he kicked the extra points and stuff. He didn't get any other shots at field goals um, last week, but he didn't kick it. He didn't kick in um, any kickoffs in the second half. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. So that's a good point. But we'll see. Hopefully, uh, they don't. Hopefully, it doesn't come to special teams is super important. So hopefully, it doesn't come to that point where that makes or breaks the Bearcats. But uh, um, but they're pretty dynamic in the return game. We finally got a kickoff return for the first time in like the million years last year. So that was pretty cool. But um, but our kicking game is is iffy right now. So we'll see. We'll see if that burns them or not. Um, yeah, man. That's those are the main things that I want to touch on, I would say like my, my one question, I guess we'll, we'll make it fun. Um, like out of like 
do you guys have any freshmen that are kind of like, you know, not starters, but people that kind of get playing time that you're kind of like, Hey, I like this kid a lot. If he gets a time, if he gets a chance to play, he can be a very positive person for the team. You know what I mean? You have a couple guys to kind of highlight on that, on that front. Well, I, sort of, uh, there are a lot of freshmen that I do like on this team and a lot of incoming freshmen, but I think maybe UC has this issue too. You have a lot of graduate guys who came back yeah. and who are, are playing. So like there are so many freshman receivers on IU that, you know, man, they could be really, really good. Yeah. Um, but haven't cracked the two deep, like they're, they're, they're going to be really good in the next year or two. Um, yeah. The freshman that I really want to see is probably the third string quarterback, Donovan McCulley. He's a four star guy. Six six five. He could run. He could throw. He led an absolute lackluster high school program to the playoffs in Indianapolis like two years in a row. Okay. Um, he's a guy that if they're going to use him and use him in four games, this would be one of the four games, mm-hmm. I, I think. And he could run. He could throw. Um, just gives the defense a little bit more to think about. Uh, in, in terms of that, but he is a true freshman and he okay. hasn't played in any games. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, that's probably about it in terms of, of true freshmen. Um, AJ Barner was a red shirt guy who I wanted to see play uh, a little bit more uh, and things like that. So that, that, yeah, that's about it. There's not yeah. too many freshmen that are, I, I would see playing above the guys who I use already got playing. How many graduate, uh, like super seniors do you guys have on this team roughly that, you know, they get, they get consistent playing time. Um, roughly, you don't have to be exact. I, but, I would you know. say like a handful. Fry Fogel's one of the, well, he's a fifth year guy, okay. um, but he got the year back because he had played all four years. He did it. So I, I would count him as a super yeah, senior. For sure. Fry Fogel. Um, Dylan Powell on the offensive line, Stephen Carr at running back, DJ Matthews is another one. There's a handful of impact guys. Marcelino Ball is a six-year. He's a super mm-hmm. senior um, and things like that. So th- there's, there's, some, um, there's some guys who, who, uh, who are, who are uh, it, it, uh, this whole defense and offense grew up together. Yeah. They took their lumps in, in 2018 and 2018 um 2017 and, and they've grown up together so it's been fun to watch for sure for sure man well man that's all i got for you um i greatly appreciate you being on the pod man you yeah know, uh, i'm going up i'm coming up on saturday and i um man i'll, I'll try to i'll hit you up man so i can at least you know meet you in the flesh and Hopefully you see wins. I won't, I won't talk too much stuff either though, man. I'm not a trash talker, but um, I, I appreciate you uh, giving that, giving the Bearcat nation some, um, some extra input on, on the Hoosiers, man. Cause it's going to be a big game. This has been a game that's been marked on the calendar for over a year. Um, you know, the Bearcats play Indiana and then they get a bye week and they go to Notre Dame. So it's like, this is kind of like their make or break, their make or break game. So, you know, they have to sink, they have to swim. If they sink then you know, they're, whatever they were, you know, training for in the off season, it's kind of going, it goes down for the most part because the AAC doesn't get as much respect. I mean, it's not the big 10, it's not the SEC. So you can't take an out of conference loss and expect 
to, you know, you know, ascend to the, you know, the, the college football playoffs. So this is a huge week for them. Um, this is the only game of only game besides Ohio State. You got to play Ohio State this year? They go in a couple weeks? Every year. We play every, year. every you guys are in the same side. Year. Yeah, so. it's our, we play Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. It's it's exhausting. Yeah. Um yeah, we play them uh, I think late late October. So we got some time. Got some time. So I want you guys to win as many games as possible, though. So if we can get this dubbed and you guys at least have eight, eight. Uh, I feel like Vegas has you guys at an eight, eight team, eight game winner from when I checked earlier in the season. So hopefully you get that or more, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, feel right, free to, yeah. Feel free to stop by. We have a tailgate. I, I don't know where you're parking, but it's in gate 11. Okay. Um, right behind the practice fields on the north side. Okay. Um, so stop by. I'll be down there around uh, probably 8 30, 9 o'clock. Okay. I plan on getting there before 10 for sure. So I think I want to get there between like 9 and 9 30. So I, I'll definitely try to stop by. I'll shoot you a text um, when I'm on the way. But let, let everybody know where they can find your work, where, what your Twitter handle is, if you got IG, Facebook, everything. So just go ahead and shout that out so, uh, so everybody can know where to check you out. Yeah, so uh, we're HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, that's our website. We have all our game previews uh, on there as well. Uh, we'll have our game primer out tomorrow uh, with our pregame video as well. You can find us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. The same for Instagram at, or at Hoosier underscore Huddle. And then find us on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Hoosier Huddle. Um, so that's, that's all our social media stuff. All right, guys, make sure y'all check them out. They've been gracious enough to help us with, with some pregame scouting. Check them out. Make sure y'all hit a follow on Twitter and uh, talk some Bearcat stuff on, on their posts. So, man, I appreciate it, Sammy. All right, this is another – this is our fourth – no, third podcast of the second season. So, guys, check that out. I'm JT Smith, and I'm signing out. Thank you. Let me squeeze